It's not about shoes. We're here again. Here's Gregory. He's sitting here. He's lovely. His pursed lips. Mm. His ha- his his hairy mm. upper. His not so hairy lower. Yeah, it's kind of like. It's like it's like a good a good length on the stash, but everything else is kind of. If there's a man that I know he's, you're anything about, it's about the uppers and the lowers. Very much so. That's what life is. It's just a series about of uppers and lowers. Ups and lowers. Yes, it is. But that's what this show is about. It's a show about uh, pop culture, according to us, and the things that we do and the things that we love and the things that we talk about. But today, it's just going to be a look at the newest Star Wars movie and a review. Rouge One. Rouge, Rogue, Rogue, Rouge One. Mm. It's Rogue One. State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of imperial documents, possession of stolen property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. And that was from the trailer of Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, directed by Gareth Edwards, starring Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, and Alan Tudyk. Uh, This story, uh, this Star Wars story, it's very simple. Uh, at least in its premise, it is the story basically of it's how the like rebels... the week before a new hope. Pretty much, uh, it's about the rebels getting the plans or finding and obtaining the plans to the Death Star, um, and basically the entire uh, sort of emboldening of the Star Wars canon that comes with that um, moments before uh, Episode Four of Star Wars begins. Um, so when I First heard about Rogue One and the fact that Gareth Edwards was doing it, uh, I thought that was a very interesting choice that the director of Monsters and the newest uh, Godzilla film, the Western Godzilla film, uh, was doing a Star Wars movie. And I knew that he had a great visual eye and he he's a very gritty director and somebody that's a bit... Not typical for your Star Wars directing. That's something and I w- that you would really want for something that's kind of... A family film, I would say. I'd say Star well, Wars is family. Well, family the the brand as we know it is is one is one that the whole family can enjoy. And uh, he he strikes me as a director that's a bit uh, beyond the not beyond the pale, but he's a little a too bit, PG a bit, thirteen. A bit out there. He's a bit more PG in his PG thirteen. Uh, so what I kind of wanted was something that was a bit different from the Star Wars formula, and something that was both not familiar and familiar and. Greg, I think I'll pose that question to you. What do you? What did you want out of this movie, and what did you get out of this movie? I was looking for something a little different than uh, what we've seen from Star Wars. I mean, we've been we've gotten prequels that are not great, mm-hmm. and everyone is really sick of Jedi. We've gotten the beginnings of a new sequel that of a new trilogy that is you know good, but it u- is, ultimately familiar and safe. It is, you could it, say, uh, very much so. The Force Awakens was very safe. Uh, I saw this movie was going to be a little bit of a divergence from that. I thought it was going to get a little more dark, like in terms of like Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie 
delivers on that front of it being very familiar, but also something new. Yes, absolutely. Um, it is refreshing while still feeling like you are in familiar territory. Uh, it, it, the, t- the overall tone and pace of this movie is the antithesis of Star Wars. It is yes. not ba- based like any Star Wars movie we have ever seen before. Um, and I th- and whether I you love like that. that or not is is entirely up to the audience. Exactly, it's entirely up to you. But in in the case of us, uh, I loved that. I thought that that's uh, very refreshing. Yes, I want. It's a very big change of pace, considering that we're going to have a Star Wars movie every year up seemingly to episode until, nine. <laughs> seemingly until the end of forever. Time. Yeah. Eventually, so, we're going to get two a year, mm-hmm. and, and then they'll all just cross. Oh God! There'll be an alternate timeline of Rogue One. And a new hope. See, that's another that's another part of Rogue One that actually kind of irked me, where the fact that, like, okay, we are just going to be getting a Star Wars movie seemingly forever, every year, even if it's not having to do with some sort of mainline trilogy or big overarching story. And I, I just kind of lamented the time where I... where a time would come when I would be bored by a Star Wars movie coming out, or not interested in the idea of a Star Wars movie coming out. And do you and think we're getting to that point now? No, you, no. No? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think if a movie like Rogue One keeps coming out in between a sort of mainline headcanon uh, sort of Star Wars movie, I'm down with that. If if we are supplemented every year with something something that, as I said before, emboldens the canon or props up the importance of the rest of the Star Wars universe, great. Uh, I th- but getting back to what actually I think makes Rogue One good and great and probably and we'll get and we'll get to like some of the bad things before like not bad yeah. but problems with the movie. Um, I think the best thing that this movie has going for it is that it's actually an ensemble movie. It's a character-driven it's... movie. It feels in in terms of character, it feels like. A more serious Guardians of the Galaxy, where mm. it's it's a team of unlikely heroes teaming together for the greater good. Right, exactly, it, more or less. But I, I think what I expected coming out, coming into this movie, and at least seeing some of the trailers and some of the marketing, is that I was expecting our perceived lead character of Jin Erso to be the you know driving spear of this movie's narrative. Uh, but she wasn't. She really wasn't. Interestingly um, enough, I would I would say for a movie that really really banks on its ensemble, its character ensemble, I think only a few of the characters were actually well fleshed out, well, while the others were either interesting in in their own right, mm-hmm. but didn't really have anything to do. <laughs> well, no, I, I feel until like, the until the finale. I feel like they each had their own thing going on whether or not you want to call that a gimmick or yeah. not. It, it, they but, have but, they are clear, but there are clear. certainly more characters that are way more fleshed out right. than and ob- others. Right, and obviously Jin's Jin's arc or Jin's character motivations are being made the most vocal in this story she, as she is she the main be. protagonist. Yes, and that's true, but all of these sort of influencing factors of everyone in this team that we'll get to in a minute uh, seems to be an even at an even pace for moving this plot along. And there's no real leader of the team. There's no exact like uh, like moment that everybody kind of bands around our like our heroine to you know defeat the evil. It's kind of like everybody. 
Uh, like there, there are there are points, but it's it's not exactly like it, it's not typical in the way that you would notice like a team coming. We're not witnessing the Avengers come together. No, this is we're not witnessing the yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy come it together. Fe- it feels it's, darker and grittier, and that works in in the movie's overall tone. Yeah, and, and it's favorite. But speaking of tone and everything else, um, I think this movie visually is astoundingly gorgeous. Yes, it I, looks, I really like. Because, I mean, since this movie takes place in between the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith and beginning of A New Hope, it's, it, this is a very dark and mm-hmm. gritty universe. Like, yeah. And, and I, I really got a feeling of that. The Empire's presence is heavy on everything, and it really made me feel like I was back in the original Star Wars trilogy. Not only that, but I think as far as like a design standpoint, this is the closest that we've gotten visually to the original trilogy realized in the modern day. Yes. Uh, We see all of those 70s style like generals outfits and the old Star Destroyers, the Star Destroyers that we're familiar with, those like all white like models. I feel like this one in terms of like character design and whatever and mm -hmm. and, like monster... um, Costumes and whatnot felt more in line with the original films, right, yeah. as opposed to a Force Awakens. Exactly, and you and when you see things that are different, but still, but still feel like they look like they can easily be yeah. fit into that exact moment in time, just before those uh, Star Wars movies started. Very much so. Uh, yes, it never took me out of the movie for a second in that regard. This movie did a better job of being a prequel than all three of the prequel movies. Sh- sure, I, I could easily say that. And I think that it found... It, it, it easily stood out by not looking like a Star Wars film or even being shot like a Star Wars film. There's no side swipes. There's no real, like... John Holmesy like triumphant score moments like it's, yeah, they have I, the, they have the Star Wars beats but but it's this entirely... this movie also has its own theme too mm-hmm. and the movie also does not open with the opening text yeah scroll. with the crawl it or just boom. starts it's just long time ago galaxy far far away which you know you got to do that but boom like that's it like cold open and then we have a title card and then that's it and. Th- that's very, very interesting it's, and it's exciting so different. To, and exciting to see uh, that being played within this universe. But I think let's like we're gonna avoid spoilers for a good chunk of this review before yeah, we actually well, get well, to. We're gonna get to the we're gonna get to what we think we liked in a very vague sense before we actually get into spoilers and actually reveal. Well, but, I mean, because I think if we were to ever really get into sort of the nitpicks, because it, any the of, nitpicks any, like any it, issue, it would indeed spoil the story. Any, any issue that I have with this movie is nitpicks that never actually detract from the movie that I could actually really blame the movie for doing. Yes. Uh, it's really just sort of circumstantial with, based on either, like, you know, the talent available or time, which, again, we'll get into this more specifically later. Yes. Uh, I can't fault the movie for. No. They did what they had to do, and it shows on screen. So, plot-wise, I think... I, I don't want to say that this movie didn't surprise me, but it, it, I don't think it did surprise me. I but saw I, think... I saw the beats coming as as the movie continued. Um, but but again, it, it it's it, it wasn't like it wasn't un unsettling or or unoriginal or unfun. Even. Yeah. Um, because a lot of those things I felt like needed to happen, and you see a lot of things fall into place, and it relishes in the fact that you are seeing these important elements fall into place. Yes. 
this movie this movie really really paid attention to like I feel like it paid attention to the Star Wars lore to really tie in this movie into A New Hope. So they made sure to pay a little extra attention to certain beats to make sure that things are done. For example, uh, <laughs> there because the fact that the original Star Wars is about forty years old, uh, some of the original actors are not alive anymore. Exactly. So they are reimagined or or made into a younger version of themselves with CGI characters. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and we we're not going to be talking about who or what is talked about in there. But again, like if you're getting close to A New Hope, some of the those main people in that story actually need to be on screen. They need to be there, and they need to have a presence. Uh, and and but I I will say that it it was incredibly distracting seeing some of them. Uh, the one the one character at, at the end I think was okay because it was just a very quick shot. But there is one character that is a huge presence throughout majority of the movie, and he looks like he was just pulled straight out of a video game. I actually I actually I actually feel the opposite. Of the way you feel, I under I understand completely why they needed to have one of these characters. You know, I I understand it, but that doesn't mean that I didn't think that it looked really fake mm-hmm. or or just no, and we it and just did not belong. And that's and that's just a sentiment of the technology that we have available to us yeah. at the time. Like we have not reached out of the uncanny valley yet. Um, and I'm not blaming anybody on the production or no, no, in the script for doing that. Like it's just me. It's do. just me looking at it and being really nitpicky and knowing that it's CGI and fake. That it just it really distracted me whenever he was on screen. Exactly, and there are also a couple of moments not not related to this instance, but one or two moments where we would see familiar characters that we all, we all associate with uh, the Star Wars franchise. Um, and they seem to be added. They are like, there least, only for this. The I feel like a majority of them are only there for like the o- circle o- jerk. O- <laughs> well, not so much a circle jerk, but almost like to, to openly remind you that this is a Star Wars movie. When when there are stormtroopers literally caking the entire screen, and I I think it's just pepperings of that safety that I feel like Disney's kind of poking their facing just like you know brand recognition there's star wars yeah they're they're like and it's and i there's one that i'll get into when we get into spoilers where i was like why why are they there yeah yeah we'll get into spoilers for that but i I think let's get let's get back to the good here because i think that there a lot of the good comes from painting more details into the rebel alliance itself actually because we didn't actually get that good of a picture of it in new well the the only thing that we really knew about the the rebel alliance was that they're just they're all for the greater good. We are the best at what we do. We're yeah. doing it for the good they're of the heroic rebel rousers and everything like that. But uh, and but this time they're painted like in a gray area, kind no, of. No, I they're... wouldn't even so much so much say a gray area, but there's a very, like a very interesting dichotomy between like the fact that like okay, the empire now has control and they've been seized. Like if we want to think about this politically, they've been seizing control of these systems and planets and just getting to the outer rim and like making. Like sh- like shows of strength and power against the old republic, for like about uh, two decades, let's say yeah, like just about two decades, and things are still fresh. Those wounds are still open. Like old Jedi temples are still like lingering about with like old squires and protectors, and cities have been just like Very turned small into remnants of people. yeah. And this movie is kind of shot and like uh, portrayed as a bit of like a war film. 
like a lot of like a, a good chunk of the Rebel Alliance can be debated as like borderline like insurgents or terrorists based on the tactics but I mean, that they said, use but, and the people that they employ. Like outright murderers and cheats and thieves yeah. are in this uh, in this ro- this rogues gallery of Rebel Alliances, and these people aren't going to be the heroes of the day. These are the ones that do the wet work and the dirty work and do the outright bad stuff. The complete opposite of what the original trilogy because was, where it's a plucky band of good guys. Exactly, and and a great and a great moment that not not to spoil anything, but like to motivate uh, our lead character Jin to like sort of take up the rebels' cause is that she is she's confronted by a senator who is like who is then like sort of dictating her wishes to. A general who is then leading off his job to another guy who we don't really need to know who this guy is, but he's the guy that's going to get stuff done. And that's a very, very interesting thing to play. Because, like, imagine, like, a senator basically backing an insurgent, like, rebel alliance in the Galactic Senate. Because that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. They're hiring, like, a guy that tells a guy that tells a guy. It's like, it's like the Dark Knight this... Rises with Reagan exactly. going after like, Superman, it's va- like... Yo, I think you need to. I think you need to beat the shit exactly. out of Batman. Exactly, like it's it's built on some dirty stuff sometimes. Yes, uh, and and I really like that. It was it was so different from what we've seen from Star Wars before. Well, that and it paints a very like a bit of a humanistic and kind of like, uh, not so much dastardly, but like you know a bit of a morally gray area for a lot of these rebel. Like, right, they fight for a cause, but like. Are they really doing the best thing that they are can they doing? Are they doing it because they believe in the cause or are they doing it for other reasons? I'm sure I'm sure their motives are fine, but like their tactics are certainly brutal and mm-hmm. uh, not the best. Like ki- killing a guy that's giving you an informant just because he's slowing you down, like, you know, that's not the best guy in the world for sure. Uh so and we've seen more of that and I think uh a lot of the a lot of the plot points that are emphasized through uh, Jin's arc um, is good, but I it, it also it's also a bit troublesome to actually not ex- not really have her take up the rebel mantle cause only until she's sort of forced to until care. like the last like half hour, <laughs> o- only until she's forced to care because of the arc involving her father and all yes. of that stuff, which it makes sense, but. It's not entirely the most convincing. She's not no, the most she, convincing she rebel never, rouser. She never really took the spotlight. She never really established herself as the main protagonist, even no, though she I, is. I, th- I think she did establish her, the fact, but uh, her believability of believing in the Rebels' cause was, I don't, a, think, that, more, I don't think that was it, right. It's, it's, it's more personal than it is her actually believing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I felt that, she because she gives like this big hokey speech of like we we need hope mm-hmm. we need belief to do this I'm like when did you ever think that because since the beginning of the movie you've kind of been like I'm on my own I don't give a shit which makes what you uh, which think. makes total sense for her yeah because because like since she's, she's been a kid she's, she's had been the, around, yeah she's yeah. Been, she's been kicked to shit all over the place yeah. um from Force Whitaker mm-hmm. to the Empire and whatnot and I feel like it would have been way more in character for her to do what she did. Not for the Rebel Alliance, but to do it in in her father's spirit, because it's shown throughout the movie that she mm-hmm. very much loves her father. Uh, so I think that was something that I felt was a little weak, aside from some of the the main cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, did you what what problems did you find with sort of the, some of the main cast? Some of, characters? of the main characters just have like no reason to be there, or they aren't really well fleshed out enough 
to why they're there. Uh, one example I would say is um, Wen Jiang's character, Baze, who's the mercenary character that's toting around with uh, Chirrut, the, uh, the, the blind Donnie, man. Donnie Yen. Yeah, and, and Donnie Yen is incredibly charismatic. He doesn't go through a character arc or anything. He is, he is the same character all the way, but his character is believable and enjoyable. Right. Baze is just kind of there. Well, I I feel like that's that's a very like that's a very sort of cliche sort of character trope with in martial arts movies. Yes, I remember because it, it it's 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 so much like but, you know but the let's blind be fair, monk. Star Wars with, Star Wars with, like, has always been built on tropes. Exactly, but but and and I like I like the idea of like of course the the blind monk the, with the with the, with the big, big buff hev- mercenary with the heavy man. yeah yeah it's like that makes total sense and. I think it, you being along for that ride of those two characters bouncing off each other is great. But um, I didn't find I didn't find them really bouncing off one one another that very fun. Sometimes oh, I just I found it great. I, I, I don't think, need luck I don't when think I have any, you. I don't like, think any character bouncing off one another than just K two Alan Tudyk bot. Oh, I couldn't. And everyone else, I was couldn't just, disagree more. I, I liked I liked the dichotomy from pretty much everybody in the group. We just didn't get as many opportunities. To see them as a group because they're not exactly a bunch of like, hey, like, no, they're not. They're not, buddies. Like, they, they're not buddies. They all join together because they're they're all in for a cause. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the kind of thing that you did. And I, it would have been nice to actually see them like you know buddy buddy a couple of times, but I, that's fine. It me. wasn't so much. It, it's not so much the buddy buddy, but I just feel like the character was a little underwhelming with a mm-hmm. movie that was built and marketed as a character piece. This is a movie that's going to rely really heavily on the characters. Mm-hmm. It's about this the Rogue One squadron it's it's their story and really it's it's Jin's story with a bunch of people tagging along because eh, i got nothing better to do no like again because as much as much as Jin's story is is fleshed out and like you know realized it's it's also it's also fairly straightforward it very much um so. and and it's this, and, this, and it's is, fine, this isn't because a lot of other well, things uh, have to happen with that. Uh, but I mean, you could say that about the whole movie. The whole movie is very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It knows what it is. It follows its beats, and it, it it pretty much didn't it didn't really surprise me as to where the film went. But here's the thing: but like, but because it was so different, mm-hmm. because it, it was so so much more than what other Star Wars movies have been. Certainly, all again the prequels and probably Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I, I can very much enjoy this movie. Yeah, um, familiar and yet refreshingly yeah. unfamiliar. Uh, all at the same time. Because I want, like, because we got to a point when we were reviewing Doctor Strange where I was, we, we were both saying, like, this movie is too brutally efficient. And it almost doesn't come up for air to have any sort of fun with itself. And I, I, th- I think you could easily say that, like, Rogue One does do that. Rogue One very much has fun with itself. Um, and it has enough. It, it's a. It is all. It is efficient, but also indulgent and making sure that you can have fun with it as well. Yes. Um. So I, I think with that, with that, I think with that, we should probably get, like talk about talk just raw spoilers now. Okay. Because I feel uh, I feel like we're all right, we all right, around. Oh, all right. Before we get into that. Yes. Recommendation. Do you recommend this movie? Absolutely. I thought it was great. Um, uh, an awe-inspiring finale. Uh, a great emboldening of the Star Wars canon that props up the importance of A New Hope. Yes. Uh, and that's really all I needed from it, and that's exactly what it does. I will agree with that statement. Uh, it's a breath of fresh air. It's it's something completely different. Uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's 
beautiful looking. Yeah, uh, it's gorgeous is, looking. It's so good. I I really enjoy the soundtrack mixed alongside some of the original set pieces of the original right. Star mm -hmm. Wars. I think this movie does a very good job, and I'm very excited for spinoff movies. Yes. Even though we're getting two origin movies next. We're getting... Han Solo, and right. then we're getting Boba Fett. Right, but it, again, if if the, if the fucking but if, if they're in in the same tone as Rogue One, yeah, if they're if they up. have if they got the same type of quality as Rogue One, I'm all in for that. If I, if I can get like a Last Boy Scout movie with with Lando Calrissian and Han Solo, hell yeah, I'll do that. Just a buddy cop movie in Star Wars, yes, yes, a million percent. Uh, so, one day, one day we'll get that. One day we will. All right, so spoilers ahead. Um. Let, uh, I, where do I want to start? Because I want to talk about that finale because I think that that's probably the Everyone most... Everyone It's amazing. Uh, I felt... it. Honestly, I was really reminded of the Firefly movie when... Uh, or Serenity. Really? When, when as soon as Alan Tudyk's character died, I was <laughs> like... It's everyone's gonna die now, right? Because I really, I really like the tension of the 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 ending, the the finale of this movie just makes it. It's perfect. It's so it good, and it absolutely it's needs so, to happen. It's so it needs gritty. To it's so raw. Uh, I'm very. It's one of the few character motivations motivations from Phase. <laughs> I'm I'm very 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 surprised uh, that Sony allowed or Sony or that Disney allowed this to happen. I don't see why not because uh, again, this movie is very much in line with Empire Strikes Back. I know, but this like is, it's this is like this is the dark, the dark side of the story. I understand, but like it's like no, like all our heroes die, like nobody's gonna, and like are we but, heroes? But, like again, it's but Steve, would you really, really like uh, would? Because I feel like Disney really wanted to pay attention to the lore of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It really wants to make sure. That, that old you know fans that... are are very happy with this movie. Mm -hmm. That it makes sense going into the, new the, yeah. the original trilogy, well, and, and that's the thing. And if any of those characters survive, it's like why? Why? Yeah. What's the point of them surviving? That because the they have that, no pull. For that the, the rest fact of the that movie. they would be like the tip of the spear for the next assault in the Death Star. Yeah, you would think that they would be a, a huge part of the Rebel Alliance, but they're not because mm -hmm. they're, they're all dead. So uh, uh, let's let's first talk about I think the main issue that has been talked about a lot, like both on the internet and between us, uh, avoiding it is the CGI Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. Uh, so, again, like, I can't emphasize CGI enough. CGI Tarkin is needed, but I still don't think he looks good. That's my only real concern yeah, yeah. with him. Um, he, looks, he looks terrible. I, I don't think it looks terrible. I think that it's a, gr it's a great work of, like, it looks a lot better than that fucking dude from Gladiator. Uh, and it looks a lot better than uh, what's, what's the fucking... Thing. Like, I have seen worse CGI faces. I know that for sure. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman hologram from Hunger Games. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember that. I think that's a good example of what to do in moments like this. I feel I feel like well, what, what I would have done to, like, I, I wanted to fix it. Like, just so it's not make, so... Make him talking through not, a hologram yes, or make something. make him talk through holograms so it's not so obvious. Because really, did he really need to be in the room half I, of the time? I think he did. Like, the amount of things that they're talking about with the importance of that weapon being tested and made and, like, Grand Moff Tarkin is the one that's like that took control for, of the Death Star from that director. Plus his BFFs with, with Darth Vader. Right. Like, it's, it's the Empire, it's the Emperor Vader and Moff Tarkin because he was a senator. Yeah. 
or he, he was a governor and and then he essentially like, he then, just becomes the, a general well and then be, he became a general because the emperor is just like all right you want to be my dude like that's it so yes like i think he needed to be in that room because of all of those people like that are needed to be surrounded and like i get it like yeah he's the one that makes those decisions and if the guy that make if the general that's in charge of making the death star needs to report to the guy up top he's not going to go to darth vader no because and I was in all let's in all honesty even though Darth Vader has probably one of the coolest fucking scenes in this movie mm-hmm. the, he had no purpose in the well, movie Well here's the thing I actually like I could go back and forth on the first use of Darth Vader in this movie uh the the last use of Darth Vader in this movie is just was amazing perfect that Absolutely was that perfect. was the most badass that Darth Vader has ever looked um period So it, one of two things that uh, the the director, or, uh, that military director, his character is actually kind of perfect for that because he's way too cocky and he's way above his station. And they pick they they had the perfect cast. Like he for he's, too. he's 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 getting too big in his britches and he doesn't know his place in that room. So Tarkin's like, fine, you get an audience with Vader. And like the second that he's in the room with Darth Vader, he's pretty fucking terrified. Yeah. It, Dar- and, Vader's just like, are you, are you fucking kidding me, And he's just like, dude? what the fuck do you want, man? Like, what do you have for me? And he's like, yeah, so we gotta do this. And he's like, yeah, fine. All right. But if you fuck up, I'm taking over. Don't so, worry. So I'm still in command, right? And then he starts yeah. choking so, him. Like, <laughs> While that could all that could be seen as just like oh we want Darth Vader on screen more, like I also kind of really like that as him like getting the screws put to him like you got to know your place because he is like he wears a fucking cape. He's the only general that wears a cape that wants to celebrate his own importance because he looks because he, he wants feels to so be fancy. He wants Steve. to be the one that's like brought the Death Star to the Empire when he has nothing to do with that. He's just the one that captured the scientist. And this this is another example of like me bringing in bloodlines because he plays the older brother right. in, in that, and it's the same exact character. But <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. It it does. He he is very good at being the bad guy. Um, so he's just very good at being hated in every way. So I I think a lot of the, I, I think the the greatest strength of the movie overall is again world building because I, uh, I think, I think that's so co- too, yes. it's but it's. It's it's weird because when we say that like episode seven was safe and you you say fan servicey, like yes. reliant on those references, we gotta differentiate because again, Rogue One does kind of the same thing, but it emboldens the canon by talking about them in a matter of fact way. Yeah. It, it still has it definitely does right. have scenes where it's like, why? I'll especially you- especially when uh Jin runs into the two guys from the bar at the beginning of A New Hope. Right. I'm like, why? Why the right. fuck get, are they there? I get it. But again, I'll give you a perfect example of how this works in the in the best way possible. When we first meet Donnie Yen's character and she and he can sense Jin Erso and her necklace. And he's and he's like, why do you wear one of these uh what's what's whatever the super crystal. crystals? The, the super one, crystals. The ones and, that go into lightsabers. And she's like, My dad used to say that they would power the Jedi's lightsabers. And like I almost like I almost cried at that because like they were like these idealized things that like kids grew up with like after the Jedi fell that yeah, they were well, these these yeah, mythical I mean, at least think about warriors it. She, and heroes yeah 
she grew up in a world where Jedi's don't exist. Yeah, and like and he and like he's this old like squire basically to Jedi that has like loved the ways of the Force and the Jedi. Like he wasn't like the the Force wasn't powerful enough but for him to be powerful he's, he's enough. He's kind of got the Force on he's, him. He's he's kind of got the Force, but like he's again, he's he's a he's a worshipper and like they 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 separate the difference between using like the Jedi Knights using the Force to empower them and then people just using the Force as a religion or as a belief system. Yeah. And that's a really... Because when they say, may the Force be with you, like, they're just about to go off to battle and, like, they may as well be saying, God be with you or God bless you. It's just, it's just something like, it's, that they say. Well, it's not just something that they say, but, like, it's also something that, like... It, mean, it means ple- something the to them. The plebs believe but they, it. But they are not a part of it. Like, right. They, they are not Jedi. They, they don't have the God mm-hmm. powers. But they still certainly believe in it and they believe in the good-naturedness of it and... Kind of without Jedi's, you can't really fight the Empire, right? And it's it's stuff like that that, again, like makes me feel like a lot of those things that you loved about Star Wars are just made more real. Yeah. Again, and I th- I think that that has this in spades. Um, I'd say this movie does that stronger than Force Awakens. Right. So, I guess I just want to talk about the finale because that's probably it's the finale. Probably- the finale absolutely makes this movie. It is so fucking good it, it's incredible like i think it is probably just a from wild the... ride from as soon as they they leave the planet and name the ship to the to the end of the credits just fucking i mean i mean gold. Even, i would I, i'd even go farther back and saying like once they actually actually start the assault on the facility uh like it gets it gets great after that um because again like because everybody has to die Yes. Th- this has to be a no, success. No one can survive. There's like no, it's got no this mission has to be a success, but it can't be a win just yet. Uh, I I like the fact that it it treated every single death with purpose, and that you got to realize that like yes, many rebels died to get this information, and, and each each death is heavy. It's too. heavy, and it's, it's, heavy. it's tough. And I I loved every single bit of that. But the second that like again like as we are coming up to like mere seconds before a new hope starts you get so excited and you get chills yeah because the second that i saw like the hallways and the like the uh the pilots that were dressed the same way as they did in a new hope like running down those white hallways i was like, like oh my oh, god they're is, gonna do this it is the beginning like of they're the gonna new hope. they're just gonna start a new hope right now and they did and they did it like I didn't re and it, I didn't actually realize like um I had rewatched like a like a good like the first like 20 minutes of a new hope um Vader references like how close and how angry he was at how close he was to actually stopping them from getting those plans in the first place. Yeah. Now I actually realize like holy shit like he was like maybe 40 feet away from stopping them from he getting the so plans. He was so close. Yeah. Man, when he f- All right, so the shot that the shot that we both agree. That oh my god! It, oh my it, it is hands down the best. It's just it's like, the best. It it might be my favorite scene in the entire like, movie. Again, again, and I wanted so to. Short. I, I wanted to cry because it's just like, the, like the power Darth goes Vader out and it's, a, cool, and it's a dark hallway and they can't see anything and they just see the lightsaber lighting up his entire and body just, and they just start shooting. I thought and they were gonna cut to black. Well, no, and, like, and I'm like, no. you could have ended. You could have ended the movie no, there, but no. like they decided to go. No, no. Get ready to come. Get ready to come, Star Wars fans. <laughs> well, no, because you're gonna get you're gonna get spooge all over your hands. This is gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Well, because at that like any any moment after that that lightsaber lit up, I'm like, you could end the movie at any point. <laughs> you could end the movie any point. 
and as like soon as I you would see stand the lightsaber, it could have just been like cut to black. Um, and it's hor- It's a horrifying scene when he like he force lifts one guy onto the ceiling and just slams. has him wait there and just like, no, and then he he starts falling down and then he just cuts him right in half. Right, just him like going down this hallway, walking, just mowing people down, uh, and it's. Like, that's also so important to, like, just make him look like more of a monster. Yeah. Like an unstoppable force. Because it may, it again, it makes that fight with Obi-Wan, that fight with Luke, that fight with Luke again. It makes them so, all so like, powerful. Because, because to, know, to know that, like, people like you and me with, like, blaster pistols are just like, we're fucked. Like, we're going like, to die. Uh, like, there's nothing there's no, you can there's do. There's no point. We're going to die. Like, that perfectly makes him, like shows how powerful he is to a normal person. Uh, and that is, that's a terrifying thing. And which is see. why Vader probably continues to be the best villain in all of Star Wars. So, so CGI Carrie Fisher, like, I, I, I wasn't bothered by her as much because it was just such a quick flash, like, <sighs> hope. See, but again, <laughs> like, I was, like, I had already eaten my vegetables with the Grand Moff Tarkin stuff where I'm just like, like, I get it. Like, I have to see, I have to see Grand Moff Tarkin in a room. I have to see him make those decisions and take away this and this and all that stuff. Like, we could have literally, you could have literally just, like, handed it to the white per- And not even shown her face. Yeah. And we would have gotten it. But people like, are stupid, Steve. No, we didn't need to, like... <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. We didn't need to see it R2 and 3PO hanging no, out at the... No, fuck that. That was just pointless in every way. And again, like, I don't think I want to... I don't want to b- hit up the movie too much because I can just... I can feel Disney doing that. I feel like that is nobody's fault but yeah, the studio's fault. Yeah, I feel I feel like if this went with the original writing, like, that shit would have never happened. Well, a, an interesting thing that we can talk about again is the fact that, like, there were reshoots to this movie, and if you were to rewatch some of the trailers of this, like, straight up things are taken out. Like Force Whitaker's speech? Uh, that, there is, like, that TIE fighter that, like, comes up as Jin is, like, walking to the antenna thing. Yeah. There's uh, them running on the beach with the tapes. Uh, yeah. In some way, I don't. I didn't know what that it lo- was. It looks like rather than fighting on the radio tower, they they probably just they made threw, a run for the beach. They and probably like ran. The they bo- threw it to a ship that flew off the planet probably before the shield closed or, or something and before I, the Death Star fired or, or something like that. But um, I don't think I don't think overall that the movie suffered in any way that I could see. I didn't. I, like, I don't feel like I got gypped out no. of a movie that I didn't want. See. You, Honestly, this movie, you know what really worked for me? And it's what worked with Force Awakens. I didn't watch trailers. Mm -hmm. I watched the ones that I was kind of forced to going to theaters. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I stayed away from it because I wanted this movie to surprise me. So before you even brought that up, I didn't even notice that. Mm -hmm. Because I can't can't even remember the... Like two trailers that I did see for Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. You just got the tone and overall, like okay. I knew a, I knew yeah. exactly what it was going to be, but I I avoided like cast interviews. I avoided like dumb, stupid fucking theories. Right. Like people are like, oh, mm-hmm. the cast of Rogue One. Oh, they're all gonna live. They're mm-hmm. gonna turn into the Knights of Ren. Trailer like, breakdown. What? I'm like, no, what? Stop. No, fucking shut up. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see your reaction video of going, oh, it's the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. videos. No one cares. Yeah. Uh. And, the, and I think that helped with my overall viewing of this movie. Not knowing anything about it, it made it, again, really fun and enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. So 
I would have never noticed. Anything? Other, any other spoiler things that we want to talk about before we wrap up? Man, here? Alec Tudikbot just won me over. I I loved Alan Tudikbot. I like I liked him. He like again. He his his voice is perfect for, it's, for it's that type Alan, of character. It's, it's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. It's, it's him doing yet another voiceover, really charismatic character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I again, I th- I think it's. It, it, I, I want to say that it's more interesting than episode seven. It is. It um, very much is. And in no way that I actually thought it would be. Like, it, it's it's the fact that it's it does everything to help the Star Wars canon and while still telling a good story in and of itself. Like, and this, I, it, and this I, wasn't a re, retelling of a story that already happened which, in Star Which Wars. is weird because I feel like I, like I, I wasn't blown away by this movie. Like, I, I'm not like raving and singing its praises and like shouting hallelujah at how amazing this movie is but i'm so glad that this movie's good like that it's a yes. great movie and that's fine <laughs> like yeah. that, and, that, and that's okay that's uh, that's that's kind of what where we <laughs> yeah. that's that's really more than I feel like all that's, that we can that's say where we leave it off it's it's a very well put together movie there there are some differences that steve and i have an opinion on cgi tardic Tudic Dugit General Man. Right. With the very pointy jaw, the very CGI jaw. Uh, but for the most part, it's a very good movie. It's fantastic. I think it's I think it's a great movie to end the year with. Mm-hmm. Good luck getting to see this around Christmas. Because it's gonna be exactly like Force Awakens. Sold out. Uh maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Dude, uh when I went home last year for Christmas mm-hmm. and tried to take my mom well- to see Force Awakens. Well, That's since, what I'm saying right now, dude. Holiday week, next week, holiday weekend, you're fucked. You're <laughs> fucked for probably the next three weeks. I don't know. I th- I think for the for episode eight, then it's it's going to be just like that again. Nope. I think this it, will be. Nope. It is Star Wars, Steve. Mm-hmm. This is just going to well, sell we'll, out for weeks. We will see. We will see. Uh, but yes, thank you again so much for listening to the Stephen Greg podcast. It's not about shoes. Greg, why don't you tell us where you can find us on the internet? Obviously, you are listening to us via SoundCloud or iTunes, which is amazing because we update every single Monday. If you want to keep tabs on what we've been doing throughout the week, feel free to hit up our Facebook and Twitter pages. You can find them with the letters S N G Cast. So Facebook.com slash S N G Cast and the at mark SNG Cast on Twitter. If you're more interested on what Steve and I are doing on a personal level, feel free to hit up our personal Twitters at Steve Allman and at Catton Greggins. And if you do not like social media whatsoever, but still wish to keep in contact with us, feel free to hit up our email, SNGCast at gmail.com. Let us know your questions, your concerns, your fan art, whatever you want. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Steam Gray Podcast. It's not about shoes. We will see you next time. And the year's wrapping up. We got to do our. It's uh, time. It's time yeah, for, for the, the holiday. season four special tacular. Holiday special tacular. Coming soon. All I want for Christmas is Steve and Gray. Thank <laughs> you.